Welcome once again to Precepts on Spread Broad Podcast. I'm Reverend Dr. Timilulua Liu, and it's my pleasure to come your way again today. Uh, by God's grace, this is day 24, studying the New Testament line upon line, precepts upon precept. Or on Matthew chapter 1, verse 3. Uh, we've been on this verse for some days now. Uh, Bible says, Judas begat Perez and Zara of Tamar, and Perez begat Ezrom, and Ezrom begat Aram. Now we look at this verse, and uh, there is one thing I want to point out to you. You see, in uh, the history that we have been reading so far, we read of Abraham, God changed his name to Abraham. Uh, God gave him a name. And then by the time Abraham gave birth to his son, he called the name Isaac. Then we see Isaac gave birth to Jacob. When um, Abraham gave birth to Isaac, God gave him specifically the name. He said, you will call his name Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob. God changed the name to Israel. And um, Israel or Jacob now, Bible says, give birth to Judah, whose name meant praise. Judah gave birth to Perez, whose name meant breakthrough. We've studied how you know praise begets breakthrough. Perez begat Ezrom, whose name meant stronghold. Now remember, I said Ezrom was the one who the last ancestor of Jesus mentioned in the book of Genesis. It was one of those that went with Jacob into the land of egypt and god was making a statement through his life and what was the statement god was making through his life the stronghold is the place of refuge in the midst of trouble so god was sending a message to them to say i am in the midst of you as a stronghold when things get tough i am in the midst of you as a stronghold when the enemy wants to come against you i'm in the midst of you as a stronghold and Ezra begat Ram, and Ram means raised or lifted. And this spoke concerning the prophetic destiny of the children of Israel. From praise to breakthrough, then God's stronghold in their midst, then their lifting comes next. Now, this is what I want to establish for you today. Many times we miss out on the fact that God speaks through the circumstances of life. You see, in the case of Abraham, God changed his name, gave him a definite communication. Listen, your prophetic destiny is not in this name they have given you. I'm giving you another name. Then God spoke concerning Isaac. Then Jacob, God changed his name to Israel. And from that point, God began to orchestrate circumstances that will make them give as it were the prophetic names that those children will bear at least we know in the case of judah for instance the 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 tussle that was happening between uh, leah and rachel and when she gave birth to judah she said now i will praise the lord because i don't think i want to give birth to children again and that was why she named him Judah. And then, you know the circumstance that led to the naming of Perez. 
how the brother came out first and then how the brother brought out brought back his hand and he went and then they named him Paris. We really don't know the circumstances that led to the, the naming of Ezra. We don't know the circumstances that led to the naming of Ram. But what I want to establish is this. God does speak through the different circumstances of life. Yes, he does. And every Christian, every believer, everyone who calls on the name of God wants to hear God. We want to be sure what God is saying. We want to be sure where God is leading us. We want to discern the will of God. We want to have a glimpse into the future. You know, and all of these things. And we expect to know it some way. And a lot of people have been frustrated trying to understand what is God saying to me. When it comes to divine revelations... Let me say this quickly because it is one area of concern. It is really one area of concern in this generation. You see, divine revelation has five streams. Number one is discerning the will of God, meaning to say knowing what is God's mind and what is God's agenda on a matter. Discerning God's will. Number two stream is knowing the future. When you know this is what will happen tomorrow this is what will happen next year knowing the future number three is seeing secret things secret things of men secret things of god what people are doing in their secret place what the enemy is planning somewhere you know seeing secret things sometimes it is even the secret things of god seeing secret things number four is seeing heavenly mysteries that's another stream of divine revelation seeing heavenly mysteries oh the streets of gold uh see as clear as crystal and all of those things you know just seeing heavenly mysteries that's when people begin to talk about portals and realms and things in the these things in the heavenlies things in the third heavens you know seeing heavenly mysteries and then the fifth stream is interaction with angelic beings. When an angel appears to someone, a cherub or whatever, and you know, gives a message, or you know, so these are the five streams of divine revelation: discerning God's will, knowing the future, seeing secret things, seeing heavenly mysteries, and then interacting with angelic beings we live in a generation that people are less concerned about what matters the most and they are more concerned about what does not really matter listen let me tell you as far as your life and your work with god is concerned what is most important is discerning god's will it will not matter how much of the future you know now. It will not matter how much of secret things you have access to. It will not matter how much of heavenly mysteries and portals or realms that you are opening. It will not matter how much of angelic beings you are interacting with if you don't know what the will of God is. Meanwhile, if you know what the will of God is, it will not matter whether or not you have access to these other four streams of revelation or not. What matters the most is discerning God's will. But we live in a generation where most people don't even bother about discerning God's will. It's about portals and realms. It's about heavenly mysteries. It's about interacting with angelic beings. It's about knowing secret things. 
It's about revelation of the future. Am I saying these things are not important at all? No. But I'm saying in the order of priority. If you have to choose one, choose to discern God's will. Choose to discern God's will. Everything is locked up in that one. So, when I'm talking about divine communication and how God can speak through circumstances here, I'm trying to lay, you know, a, to, to paint a picture of how God helps us to discern His will. How God helps us to discern His will. Now, in the discernment of God's will, or generally when it comes to revelations, there are two ways, two primary ways that God can communicate or that God can show us things. God can show you things through definite communication and He can show you things show you things through deliberate circumstances. Definite communication, deliberate circumstances. So, for instance, when Moses was on Mount Oreb, he saw bush burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. Then a voice spoke out. Listen, he, he could not have been confused to say, "Where well, am I hearing something? He was hearing something. That was a definite communication. But it is not all the time that God spoke through definite communication. God also speaks through deliberate circumstances. Remember the time that Abraham told his servant to pick a wife for Isaac? What did the man say? He said, when I get there, God, show me your message. Whoever I ask to give me their picture so that the camels may drink and the person gives me their picture, then that should be the wife. What he was saying is this, God, speak. Show me your will through the circumstances that will unfold. Even when we come over to the New Testament, we see the same thing happening because some people say, well, that is Old Testament. In the New Testament, God does not speak like that. Let me show you first definite communication. Acts chapter 16. This is, this is the kind that some people like. If it's not happening this way, it's not happening at all. Now, Acts chapter 16 verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. They came to Mysia, and they wanted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. The Spirit did not permit them. See, this is the kind that some people like. It is sweet to say, I wanted to go, but the Holy Ghost forbade me. And then I wanted to go. The spirit did not permit. Listen, that is definite communication. But that is not how God speaks all the time. That is not how God speaks all the time. We see Jesus himself talking in Matthew chapter 10. And he was telling them now. This Acts chapter 16 was talking about their attack. to go somewhere to go and preach the gospel and how the Holy Ghost did not agree with them. And some people spend their entire lives trying hard to know what God is saying to them part time through definite communications. Whereas God also speaks through deliberate circumstances. As Jesus himself would instruct his disciples in Matthew chapter 10. 
from verse 11, Jesus was speaking to them. He says, whenever you enter a city or village, search for a godly man and stay in his home until you leave for the next time, uh, for the next town. He says, when you ask for permission to stay, be friendly. And if it turns out to be a godly home, give it your blessing. If not, keep the blessing. Any city or home that doesn't welcome you, shake off the dust of your feet from that place and leave. So, what Jesus was saying here is this. How would you know if God wants you to preach the gospel in this place? See if anyone is ready to host you. How would you know if you should give your blessing to a home? If it is my will to give your blessing there. Say, see if it is a godly home. And the same way God speaks through the unfolding circumstances of life. You want to enter a relationship, for instance. And then, you are interested in this person. You have prayed and, well, you are not even sure what exactly is God saying and whatever. But you realize each time you send message to this person, it takes five days to reply. You send another message, it takes eight days to reply. Then you see the person's wedding invitation. Now, the unfolding circumstance as should you it cannot be the will of God. There is no need to pray. I mean, this person is getting married. Then you saw them, they did the wedding. Don't go on the route of the strength of Israel does not lie. It is clear. The unfolding circumstance has showed you, has showed you rather. What is the will of God on that matter as far as you are concerned? Apparently, you cannot go and marry a, a married person. So, now, I, I, I know that life circumstances can be mixed up and confusing sometimes. It can be mixed up and confusing. Because it was because of life circumstances that they named Jacob supplanter. And that he haunted his life until God changed his name. Rachel called her last son, Benoni, the child of my sorrow. He took the father to change his name. He said, ah, no, I know the pain of a bad name. And the father said, no, your name will be Benjamin. So I know, I know it can be mixed up. It can be confusing. But let me just share a few tips that will help you. Know for sure. Know for sure. Number one, let's establish this. God speaking through circumstance many times is to communicate permission for you, not pleasure in you. Now, I will explain. What I'm saying is this. When God speaks to circumstance many times, it is to show you whether to proceed on a matter or to retract. God doesn't show you whether he loves you or he does not love you through circumstance. Whether he is pleased with you or not, he doesn't show that through circumstance. He communicates that through conscience primarily, not circumstance. Do you understand now? I believe very soon I'm going to, you know, do, for those that follow online, I'm going to do a teaching on that. The different streams of God's revelation. There's divine communication, there is circumstance, there is your conscience. So God, if God is pleased with you or not, if God uh, is not happy with what you are doing or not, Primarily, it communicates it through your conscience, not through circumstances of life. So don't begin to think, well, with what is happening in my life, is it that God is punishing me? God does not punish you with sickness. 
he died so that you may be healthy so he cannot be the one putting sickness on your body so that said listen god does not communicate whether he's pleased with you or not through circumstances of life no 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 but he communicates permission whether you are permitted to go on a journey whether you are permitted to proceed on a matter or not so how can you know if god is communicating permission or withholding permission on a matter or how can you know if god is showing you his grand plan so to speak through the circumstances of your life number one evaluate that circumstance through the word of god that is the story of the person who wanted to marry a lady and saw that the lady brought out wedding invitation and is getting married when you evaluate that circumstance through the word of god it is clear what god is telling you to do so evaluate that circumstance through the word of god the final authority as far as god's will is concerned is his word so evaluate the circumstance through the word of god number two check the story not the event check the story not the event many times when god speaks through circumstance it is mostly not through a single event it is the build-up of a story you know has it happened to you before that god spoke something to you by definite communication and it just dawned on you looking at your story for the past three years two years two months one month three weeks you see that wait oh so this has been it all along check the story not the event ask how does this story fit into god's plan what god has told me before what i know god is doing already how does it fit in how does it fit in then enjoy the adventure this is where i have a problem with people so now that they have heard this kind of teaching now they are now trying to pick God, talking from every single thing that is happening. Calm down. Enjoy the adventure. Live life. Enjoy the adventure. Keep things on your heart. If there is anything that you notice and you are wondering, well, could God be speaking to me through this matter? Go and write it down. And write, well, I, I'm not sure I'm considering. Could God be speaking to me on this matter? Keep, you heard in the Bible, Bible says, and Mary kept these things in her heart. Different events kept coming up. Mary kept it in her heart. She didn't reach any conclusion. She just kept it in her heart. Watching for the unfolding events. And it's the same way. Something happened now. Keep it in your heart. Keep it. Keep it in your heart. Enjoy the adventure. There is this lady you want to propose to you think ah i think maybe this may be a good wife or whatever and then she's talking one day and she says god spoke to me i'm going to marry a pastor and you know god has been talking to you that you will be a pastor go and jot it somewhere and keep it in your heart don't conclude yet don't begin to think ah okay maybe this is, just put it down and keep watching for unfolding events I always tell people when it comes to the subject of marriage, it is not everybody that will receive special revelation. No, God will speak to some people through unfolding circumstances. You have interest in this uh, uh, man, he has interest in you, he has spoken to you, he looks like the guy for you and all of that. And then the more you pray, the more it looks like you just stop liking him. The feeling just begins to go away. I mean, the unfolding circumstances is showing you something. 
so enjoy the adventure just keep things on your heart don't conclude yet just enjoy the adventure note things take notice and keep watching when it is clear it will be clear then approach your circumstances from the standpoint of faith don't approach the circumstance from the standpoint of fear. Don't assume the worst. Mm-mm. Approach every circumstance from the standpoint of faith, expecting the best until it is clear that God is saying otherwise. And finally, get confirmation. Don't keep all of these things only in your head. Have people you are accountable to. A spiritual father, a covenant friend. Get confirmation. Speak to them about the circumstances, about your experiences, and what you think God is saying. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. So get their witness on the matter. Don't conclude too soon. My point here today is this. Looking at the names of these people, the names they got through circumstances of life, it was clear that God divinely orchestrated those circumstances so that they could carry that name and he could use it as a prophetic picture for what he wants to do in their lives. How is God speaking through your circumstance? Enjoy the adventure of life today, but make sure that you are keeping things on your heart. Till I come your way one more time tomorrow, I call you blessed and I commend you to God. Shalom. Did you know that Reverend Dr. Temilolo Aliu is a certified life coach and you can have a free coaching session with him? Visit ordainedcoach.com right away to learn more about him and this rare opportunity. Are you led to be a financial part of our ministry or to support what God is doing through our ministry and this podcast? You can give online by visiting bit.ly forward slash give to precepts today. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. We encourage you to live by the truth you have heard today and share the link with your friends and family. Don't forget to click the notification bell so that you won't miss any episode. The Lord bless you richly.